One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 158. I am so excited to share today's interview with you. My guest today is Katie Zepieri. Katie is a two times TEDx speaker, author, social influencer, media personality, and the founder and lead publicist of a public relations and branding company called The Mic Drop Agency. Mike Drop's roster of clients range from brands to serial entrepreneurs to C-suite executives to reality TV stars, including Love is Blind stars Deep D. Vimpati and Kelly Chase. Prior to launching the Mike Drop Agency, Katie built Girl Talk Day, Canada's largest girl empowerment event, as well as an international school chapter network impacting over 100 schools and reaching over 15,000 girls in the seven years of the organization's operation. In our episode today, we discussed what is a personal brand and why it matters, why a personal brand is important and relevant to your business, even if you may not think it is, the best ways to build a strong personal brand, how to translate your personal brand into sales, and much, much more. Get ready for the solid gold that is this conversation. Here is the episode with Katie Zapieri. Katie, welcome to Making Good. Lauren, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I am thrilled to have you here. This is going to be a very fun topic. We are going to get into personal branding and why it is something that everyone listening, whether or not you consider yourself as someone with a personal brand currently or not, is something that everyone can be thinking about and that can benefit all of us. So before we dig into all of your expertise, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself. I know that you have some interesting clients as well that maybe some of our audience has heard of. So if you want to share any of that, um, I'd love for you to do that. But a little bit about maybe how you got to do what you do now. Yes, I'm proud to be the founder of the Mic Drop Agency. We're an upstart PR agency and we have a specialization in working with innovators. So we tend to work with a lot of personal branding clients as well as startups. And we're really focused on three different pillars with the promotion that we do. Media relations, professional speaking, and also strategic partnerships and marketing consulting are what we're offering our clients. So really, you know, my nickname's your hype girl. I am here <laughs> to amplify and, and hype the incredible work of our clients. And so, you know, my journey to, to starting Mic Drop has been a series of iterations. And I think that's always 
a good piece to reinforce and chat about with entrepreneurs because almost always your first product, your first service is not what is the one that sticks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes time and it takes feedback and it takes a lot of uh, development to really get it to a place where where you just find that alignment. And so that's been my journey. I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. I've started a wide range of businesses. I ran summer camps for youth. I ran a subscription box. Um, (laughs) I ran... um, a marketing and events company. And I also built Canada's largest girl empowerment event called Girl Talk Day, uh, which we ran for seven years and created like an international school chapter network to go along with that as well. So I really come from this place of, um, you know, a passion for doing good. And I started my entrepreneurial journey because of the social aspect of it. And it's really just been sort of growing and building from there. And yes, our current clients at Mic Drop also include uh, two reality TV stars who uh, there might be fans of the show listening from Love is Blind, who represent Kelly Chase from season one, Deep Devon Patty from season two. Uh, and I also work with a wide range of really talented entrepreneurs, authors, um, and more. So fun. Yes. I, my partner and I are big love is blind fans. So I was excited to see that in your bio. I love that you kind of went out of your way actually to make the point that your path hasn't been necessarily linear. And sometimes the first thing that we do doesn't always stick. I would just love to hear a little bit more about that. Like how did you, how did your earlier experiences that maybe didn't stick, how are they part of the path that brought you to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, look, I I can talk now almost from a place of comfort because the Mic Drop Agency has been the most uh, aligned, you know, sort of next step for for me. And I'm really excited about what we're building, what we're doing. But if I were to flash back to early days on a number of these other Mm -hmm. businesses that I was working on, I mean, it it was a struggle to find product market fit. It was a struggle to try and build something that was sustainable. And I didn't come at this with a business background like many entrepreneurs uh, today don't. You know, I I, um, I come from an entrepreneurial family and I kind of had that idea that I could try things and build things. But even still, it was like six months after university, I studied uh, radio and television broadcasting. Six months after that, I had an internship that turned to a job. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this entrepreneur thing, you know, uh, cold turkey and kind of jumped into (laughs) trying to build this, this youth leadership program at the time, just based on my own experiences in school and what I felt was something that was really important. But I think to your question, I, I really looking back now, I didn't even realize that I was doing this, but I think it's important to be aware of what is working and, and have like a really honest conversation with yourself and look at your numbers and look at trends and make decisions based on that. And I feel like that's something that I've only learned a lot later in this journey. I wish that I was a lot more aware of that when I first started out because you get 
signals, you know, you get signs, mm-hmm. you get analytics, you can see what's working, you can see what's not. And I honestly think that if I had been more honest sooner in some of those endeavors, I might have connected to, you know, the things that I was meant to move on to that much sooner. And letting go of things that aren't working and not seeing it as a failure, but thinking about how can I pivot? Like, how can I build upon what is working or the pieces that are working and offer something entirely new? And the pieces that I think are important to build, no matter where you are in your journey, like the things that were constants for me was building a network. And your network is something that no matter what you're building, no matter what you're working on, that network is going to be valuable. That network is going to help you grow, whether it's mentors, um, you know, people in the media, uh, influencers, like all of those sorts of relationships are only going to continue to support you as you move on. And I didn't realize that along the way, that was actually something that came quite naturally to me. Yes, I was mm-hmm. working on a bunch of different projects, but I was building my personal brand. I really recognized that speaking was a great tool for me to talk about what I was working on. Uh, Getting media features was something that I recognized really early was important to add a lot of credibility. You know, at 22, I applied for the TED Talk uh, worldwide talent search and got selected. And I did my first TEDx talk. And Mm. like just having some of those like credible markers along the way added a lot to people just like believing in me. And when I would show up to different meetings or, you know, was promoting something that I was working on, I had these really great sort of features or markers that I could point to that help people just believe that, you know, I was the right person to be leading this idea. I love that. I know in my sort of career in the moment when I was jumping from thing to thing, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense. And I was like, oh, I wish I, you know, I wish I was on track or I wish I had a better plan that I was sticking to from the start. But now that I'm like really in a place where I feel like I'm thriving and like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing, I can kind of see how I like took little threads and strands from each of the things I've done over the years and how they've like served and taught me something. And like, I don't know, they've lended something to where I'm at now. So I'm really glad that my journey wasn't linear. And um, I guess I just hope that anyone listening who relates to that, to both Katie and I, not having like the, I wanted to be a doctor when I was six and now I'm a doctor kind of experience. Um, there's still, there's a lot that can be gained from that, from not, from not doing it in a straight line. So I'm really glad you shared that. Um, another thing that I think is really interesting. And I just want to point out about your experience before we dig into the questions about personal brand is that you have experience in a really wide range of types of businesses from you set a subscription box to um, a youth empowerment organization to events to now you have a publicity company. Um, I feel like you've covered a really wide range of ground. So I just encourage folks to understand that Katie is going to be able to be speaking to your specific experience pretty much no matter what kind of business you have. And I think that's a really important kind of background to be able to take into this conversation because sometimes it's easy for us to end up talking too specifically to product-based businesses or too specifically to service-based businesses. And what we're going to be talking about today should apply to everyone. So I'm glad to have you on here and excited to pick your brain. Awesome. Yeah. And I didn't mention in there too, uh, that girl empowerment organization, we had a whole section of our site and at our live events where we sold um, ethically sourced 
merchandise. I had actually met an entrepreneur in Nepal and formed like a really great relationship with her. And it's called Local Women's Handicrafts. And we would actually sell her products online and at our events as well. So just another layer of, you know, (laughs) um, businesses with a social good aspect that, uh, that I've been part of. Amazing. Okay. So let's stick right into the topic of personal branding. When many people think about personal branding and like myself included to an extent, I think of like LinkedIn and like a photo on LinkedIn and I don't know, your resume. And I know that there's going to be a lot of listeners, particularly those who have product-based businesses who maybe it's not named after them. They don't really identify as the face who are kind of thinking like, well, how is personal branding relevant to me? So could you just talk a little bit about, first of all, what is personal branding And then how is it something that is relevant to all kinds of businesses, not just like businesses whose name is their business and they sell their expertise? Yes, I love this question. And to be clear to all the listeners, I am here (laughs) to convince you that you need a personal brand and that investing in your personal brand is going to help you with your business. Now, I believe that a personal brand is how people would describe you to somebody else in a professional sense. Now, that is important whether or not you're an entrepreneur, whether or not you're working in a company, wherever you might be, because it's really this way that people understand you. It's almost like a highlight of what your talents, what your skills are, ways that you add value. And so your personal brand, when done right, helps open doors for you. Your personal brand, when done right, helps people reach out and connect with you, whether there's partnerships, there's, you know, strategic placements, there's mentorship, there's so many things that can come from having that. And so it really just means being intentional about how you show up online. And yes, LinkedIn, I am a very big fan of. And even if, uh, you know, I always feel like it's like the forgotten cousin with millennials of like media, <laughs> of social media, like everybody wants to be on Instagram and TikTok. And that's fine. You should be there. And especially for your you know, product based business, a lot of times it makes it makes perfect sense to be there. But for your personal brand too, don't only be on those channels, but be on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is like having your resume available to the public. Um, and, And it's not a boring resume. It's like an active one. You can add links and photos and videos and people can really just get a snapshot of who you are and what you're all about. And let's be clear. I am someone and I know many, many people who before I meet with someone, before I go into a business meeting or, you know, before I'm, I'm outreaching to someone, I am looking at their LinkedIn. I am looking for their digital footprint online to get a better sense of who they are. And so if you're trying to, you know, make some relationships and business relationships and you're trying to grow in a particular area or you're trying to bring on a sponsor or whatever it is that you might be doing, if your profile is very impressive and professional, and shows that, you know, you're bringing some really great experience to the table, it's going to help you nail those meetings. It's going to help you get those meetings in some cases. So I I really believe that you want to start with being intentional about how you're going to show up, 
what are the key things that you want your personal brand to stand for? What are the ways that you add value and service to others? And how do you tell your personal career or entrepreneurial journey through your experiences and through your about section on LinkedIn, on your personal uh, channels and other social network sites, and maybe even on a personal website down the line? I love the description of it being a personal brand being how other people talk about you when you're not in the room. I think that's, that's a great way to think about it. And, um, I love the idea that's kind of like inherently behind that is that that's something that you have some level of control over, you know, we don't just have to let people's impressions of us be like, whatever they are, we can kind of curate that and not to say like create a fake, I don't know, persona, but we can decide what to emphasize and like kind of how to represent ourselves intentionally. So absolutely, yeah, I really love that description. Um, I think there's probably s- some service or some product-based businesses. Let's say I'm a jewelry business who um, I make handmade jewelry. I sell them through my website, maybe on Etsy. And I'm still not totally convinced why like, like how would it be of benefit to my business if if I'm in my business right now and I feel like, you know, this is my business. I'm not going to go change my careers down the road. That may or may not be true. But like, you know, they're trying to figure out why is it worth spending some time and effort taking it away possibly from other things to work on their personal brand when what they're selling is something like jewelry or candles or, you know, um, ceramics. How would you answer that? Two main reasons why having a personal brand is going to benefit you. The first is we are in a time where people love a founder story. People Mm -hmm. want to support business owners that they know something about like that, the, the rise of, you know, hearing the founder story and supporting companies because of their story, it, it's all around us. So you talking about why you are the right person to start that jewelry business or what makes you unique in what you're bringing to that business. Maybe you've traveled around the world. Maybe you're adding in a bunch of different sort of cultural elements to the products that you make. Maybe you were inspired by this because of something that happened in your life. And, you know, this was a, a form of expression, like whatever it is that's your unique story is one of the things that separates your jewelry or your candle or your ceramics from anybody else's. Like people can connect to that story. So that's one reason why it's very important. The second reason why it's very important is because if you're looking to grow your business, you're going to need partnerships in order to make that happen. Maybe it's you're going to need influencers who, you know, are going to represent your product. Sure, you can connect with the influencers directly on Instagram or TikTok. But once you start getting to a certain level of influencer, and you're looking to reach some of the larger influencers, they have managers they have talent Mm -hmm. agents, you're going to find those agents on LinkedIn. You're going to find those managers on LinkedIn. You can start forming relationships with them. You can start to also, maybe you want to get your product in stores. Maybe you're looking to grow to a certain level at some point, or maybe you want to sell them at an upcoming women's conference, whatever it might be. The organizer of that women's conference, the, um, you know, head of, of merchandising at that particular store that you're looking to get into, they're all on LinkedIn. So you can really make some valuable connections for yourself that are going to be very strategic in a completely different way. And if they don't know anything about you and they don't know anything about your story, they won't care about your business because that personal aspect is really what helps open the door. 
Yeah. I love the point about the founder story. Um, and I'll just say like anecdotally, I own a retail store in Seattle. And when we sell a lot of products made by local handmade businesses, and when a lot of these businesses were started, like you say, like out of a challenge that that person had or something that happened in their life, or, um, you know, they have some story behind how and why they started the business. It's so much easier for us to talk about and to sell those products when we can share those stories with our customers. And so I think that's something I didn't fully realize, like how powerful those stories are until I started like finding myself telling those stories myself to people to try to sell the products, like totally unintentionally. But I just, I was excited about the story. I remembered the story. So I was like, here, let me tell you about this, this, you know, why they started this business and what they're hoping to do with it. So I think, yeah, it's, that's something that I guess I've really noticed with the products we sell. And I don't know that I've totally harnessed that myself. Um, But it's, it's definitely something I notice about, the stuff that we can sell easier because we can describe it like it yes. sells more effectively and then we order more from them. So it's like, it definitely is good for their businesses. So yeah. that's really interesting. Like, Hey, do you know, do you want to buy this pair of earrings? That's one angle. Or, Hey, do you want to buy this pair of uh, earrings um, that was made uh, handmade by a woman of color who has this really great give back mission. And when you buy a pair of earrings, like so much is donated to this charity, like which earrings are you going to buy? And that all comes forward in, in like that storytelling aspect, which is really just recognizing that your unique journey, whatever that is, there's a reason why you're building the business that you're building. There's a reason why you're passionate about that product or service. And so finding ways to tell it is only going to help you sell. I love that. So thinking about all of this from a marketing standpoint, like I'm just picturing the average listener in my head and they you know, they have their small business, they have probably varying levels of putting themselves into their marketing. Um, Do you encourage people to think about it from or not people, but business owners in particular, to think about their personal brand as like a separate thing to be building in addition to their business brand? Or is it kind of all one and the same? That's a really good question. I think it makes sense for some businesses to include both on the same page. But I am a very strong advocate for having two different pages. And I know that that maybe sounds like a lot of work. Um, but I think at the very least, your personal LinkedIn page should should be updated. And that should be based on you. And I, I, I hope I've listed enough reasons now to convince <laughs> you. I, like You can find anyone and connect to anyone almost on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. in like a business way. Like it's just the opportunities are, are endless. So I think at the very least, you want to put some effort into building that LinkedIn page. We could have a conversation about whether or not it's worth you spending time to build your own Instagram following on your personal brand. And I could, I could hear arguments like either way for those things. I mean, I don't think it hurts, but I'd say at the very least, I know that people listening, you're strapped for time, you know, you're busy enough, you're trying to build your following on your social pages, at the very least, have your LinkedIn page and optimize the heck out of it. If you've ever been featured anywhere, any magazine, um, any podcast, any uh, opportunity that you've had for your business, um, even like photos of you with your products, like selling wherever you do your website, like all of that should be on LinkedIn. So that's what I would say. If someone has the means and a little bit more flexibility with their time and or the 
they feel like they're, um, their telling of their story, maybe through like video and photo is going to help sell the product, then yeah, I would say it's worth like investing some time into that personal brand page. And by the way, make it separate from like your personal personal page. Like I really recommend like keeping stuff that you just kind of want your friends and family to see like that's like a private account that you keep. But mm-hmm. if you're actually intentional about who am I as a personal brand and how do I want to show up? That's like your public, you know, full name kind of uh, page that you build alongside that, that of your business. Mm-hmm. I love that. When it comes to LinkedIn, so I'm sure you've convinced a few people, you've made some really compelling points about LinkedIn. You talked about optimizing your page, which I'm sure we could have a whole episode about that. So I won't try to, I'll try not to go too deep into that. But once you've built a strong LinkedIn page that you feel like really represents where you are and what you're doing and what you have to offer, how much of would you say like having a strong brand on LinkedIn has to do with like the continuous content creation versus just having that like homepage that's optimized. And if people are searching for you, they can find you. How do you, how would you advise folks in terms of like, okay, I know I might want to create a LinkedIn now, but like, I don't have time to up continuously update yet another platform. How important is that element? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, look, there are benefits that come from posting on LinkedIn. Absolutely. I've seen, I've seen those in action, but there's also benefits that just come from having your fully optimized profile and then reaching out and connecting with people. I'd say that that is equally, equally beneficial. In fact, I might even almost weigh the outreach part of LinkedIn higher than the posting. I I personally believe so. Like any time that you meet anyone, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you add them on LinkedIn, like anytime that you're having a conversation, because you just don't know, and you're bringing these people into your network, you're bringing these people into your orbit, and people move around, and they get promotions, and they go to different companies, or there might even be ways to like work together now that they're not even familiar with, or they're not even thinking about, and you might not be yet either. But absolutely, everyone that you meet should get a LinkedIn request. And when you go to connect with somebody on LinkedIn, you can add a very short, I think it's like 140 characters, something like that, message to that person. And I highly recommend doing that with every single invite that you send on LinkedIn. So something along the lines of, Hey, Lauren, it was so great chatting with you today on the podcast. Um, Would love to add you to my LinkedIn network regards Katie. Or if I met somebody out and about at an event, like, Hey, great meeting you at this place. Would love to add you to my network. Boom. You're much more likely to get responses and acceptances back when you're sending like a personal note with your invites. Now, this also becomes really magical when you start to reach out to people who you don't know, but you'd like to know. So as I was saying, you know, if you're thinking about how do I grow my business or you know, how do I maybe partner with like an influencer and you find this talent agency and you, you know, you find this, this agent and you're kind of reaching out, you send them a request and you say like, hi, my name is whatever. Um, and I am very interested in discussing opportunities for influencer partnerships for my business. Maybe like a quick something about what your business is about. Would love to connect regards something. This is like such a friendly in. It's so much friendlier than sending the big pitch email right away. Mm-hmm. You've now made like a very personal connection to someone. And when you see that they've added you back, when someone like adds you back on LinkedIn, you're now like sharing that network. And so now, now when you could maybe request, maybe they follow up with you, you could say, Hey, like, what's a great email to reach you at? Like, I'd love to send you a little bit more about my business and see if there might be some influencers where there'd be some really great partnership opportunities. There you go. You have just totally 
changed mm-hmm. the direction of your pitch from a sending a generic email to info at, you know, and hoping for the best, you now have like a personal connection. And by the way, you should be sending out many of these messages. You're not going to hear back from every single one that you do. But I promise with a personal note, a thoughtful message, and being very strategic about who you are reaching out to, you will get responses back. And it's one of the best ways to build your network. And the goal is that person clicks on your profile, they read a little bit about your company. They see if there's any like features that are t- tagged there or your website. Maybe they check it out. And now you've got this great warm lead. That's great advice. Would you encourage like the, the average listener who, let's say, again, is a small creative business owner of some kind to be using LinkedIn, like the sort of connection request that you just described to do things like connecting with editors at publications and bloggers. Yes. Yes. I mean, look, I'm running a PR agency now. We're we're working with clients who are at a certain level. But when you're starting out, um, I mean, that's what I did when I was starting out. You really have to get that wheel turning for some Mm -hmm. of your own media and some of your own features. And it is really important because it does add a lot of credibility. So yes, 100%. If you're looking Mm -hmm. to bloggers or, you know, beauty editors at a particular magazine or whatever it might be, you'll find them and be able to connect with them really easily on LinkedIn. You can also find some of these people on Instagram too, and follow a similar format. Some people prefer LinkedIn, but for the large majority I have found with like business deals, LinkedIn to be like a really good channel to, to go down. But yes, these are the types of people that you should be reaching out to. And I think that these, this outreach is, is like (laughs) 10 times more valuable than putting up, you know, a personal post on your Instagram page. Like it really is. You're making very intentional decisions. And so within your month, I think you should carve out some time, even if it's like a morning, a month or something like that, where you just hyper focus on these pitches. I mean, if you, if you really want to prioritize it, you should be maybe carving out an hour a week, uh, to be doing these, these connections. That's, that's at the minimum what I do. And I have just seen like huge value from, from doing that. Great tips. And yeah, I love the just you made the point about how kind of having this even short casual interaction when you're requesting to connect with someone and having them send their email that way, it just makes your pitch a warm pitch instead of something like totally cold that no one's expecting and looking for and probably going to respond to. So just a way of like kind of warming up that lead a little bit. And I think that's really smart. Um, I know that you have five things that we need to build a strong personal brand. And I would love for you to go into those five steps. Yes, I'm happy to dive in and talk about how to build your personal brand. And I think we've already got a really good foundation here that we've chatted about that I think will will set you up for (laughs) extra success with these five things. So the first thing to do when you're building your personal brand is to identify your area of expertise. Obviously, your business focus is part of that. You know, you, you, if you're running a jewelry business, you've got some expertise in, you know, jewelry creation, but even think broader, even think bigger than that. What are some ways that you really add value? And some of the hints and clues that can help you identify this a little bit more are think about, you know, what is it that people ask you advice for or advice on? 
those sorts of hints or, or what, you know, when people compliment you, uh, you know, beyond like you look nice, <laughs> what are some of the other things and comments that maybe people say, um, about you or about your business? Those can give you really, really good insights into areas where you might offer value to other people. The second thing when you're thinking about how to build your personal brand is crafting the perfect bio, resume, and profile. Don't put too much pressure into this. You can always update, right? But having one, taking time to actually sit down and write a bio for yourself. I know many people don't do this when they're first starting out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a page. It can be a paragraph, but you know, your name, you know, you're the founder of what, a little bit about your business and what it does. And then maybe highlight like a couple things from, from your past that are relevant. Like before this, you were working in X and, you know, have a background in this and went to school for this. Like all of those sorts of things just kind of help summarize your career background. And that makes it really easy. So when you go to like your about section on your LinkedIn, like people will get a very clear glimpse about you and what you do and what your areas of expertise are. And and it's just really helpful to kind of communicate a lot of key information quickly. You can also add this, by the way, your LinkedIn header. You get a chance to like um, write a little bit about you. Like this is a great place to add some fun facts kind of about yourself. Or your business. Like it makes it like almost like a calling card for other people. So, you know, work on that bio, update your, your LinkedIn profile and um, think of it as like a public resume. Mm hmm. The third step in how to build your personal brand is creating content that provides value to your target audience. We were chatting about this, right? Like, I think um, this is one where I think it would almost be like a custom case based on the business. Like I've mm -hmm. seen some business pages where it makes sense to tell the founder story on the page. And uh, especially for like small businesses. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially if there is like a story behind why you started this company or the social good aspect of what you're doing. So there's ways that you can be like showing up on your page and talking about that. And if you're asking yourself why, I just want to remind you again, that people connect to the why of a company. Why do you exist? Why are you doing what you're doing? That adds so much. And even if it's like, you feel like, oh, I've told them, you know, I've talked about that we donate money to charity or, you know, there's an environmental aspect or whatever it is. You know, I feel like I've said that you cannot say it enough. <laughs> and people need to hear and see something many times in order for it to actually stick. That's like brand consistency. So even if mm -hmm. it's like been in the bottom of a caption and in a post from, you know, two months ago, you still need to be finding ways to pepper in those reminders. And you've got new people following your page and new people following you. So you need to find those ways where you can actually keep putting those messages to the forefront. Um, maybe it even involves like if you donate to a charity, like maybe you could feature that charity on your social media. Maybe you could like stop by there and film like a quick video or ask someone from the charity to send you a little video message talking about what they do. Like there's so many ways to be creative with that, but that's all storytelling. And if your personal story is tied in some way to the brand, that's a really good place to be doing it. If it's mm -hmm. not as directly tied to the product or service, you know, I still think that there's room maybe on, maybe if you focus on your LinkedIn or if it's your personal Instagram page to just be sharing much less frequently, by the way, it doesn't have to be posting, you know, once a day, you could be just showing some of the things that you're doing to grow your business. Like if you're achieving like a great business milestone, or we hit this number of sales, or we're now going to be located in this store, like those are really good things on a personal front to be talking about too. Um, and mm -hmm. you can do separate, separate channels. Number four, Amazing. 
is ensuring you have products or services to help your target audience. I mean, who I'm speaking to right now, um, you do. (laughs) For the most part, I'm talking to people who have their product, have their business, have their service. So you've already created something to serve your target audience. And these aspects that we're talking about from a personal brand perspective just means that you're going to be aligning with the right people. If you're putting out a certain kind of message, you're going to attract the right kind of people to come and to find you. And so number five of building your personal brand, I talk about seeking media opportunities to showcase your expertise and start small. Start with the local TV station. Start with the local radio station. You know, look for blogs that feature um, new small businesses in your category. There's a ton out there. So start really small, but don't be afraid to pitch yourself for opportunities, for features like that, for collabs. Um, as I've been saying, like, I feel like even like, you know, starting to partner with influencers, you can, again, start with influencers who are also just kind of like starting out and building their brand and you can build from there. But those are all opportunities to really just showcase you, your company, um, and, and get a chance to tell that story again and again and again. Yeah. I really loved your point about not assuming that just because you've mentioned something once that people are going to remember it. I think repeating yourself, repeating your key messages, repeating how you do good, repeating like the same kinds of topics over and over again is how you build a brand and be known for something. It's we're remembered for the things that we do over and over again, not the things we said or mentioned one time. So I think that's such a great point. Um, Is there anything else you want to share about personal branding or, um, kind of the importance of personal branding before we start to move on a little bit to the wrap up questions. Have we said the words personal branding enough today? (laughs) (laughs) I am loving it. Um, But but yeah, I, my hope is just that uh, for anyone who's tuning in, that you maybe now think about it a little bit differently. Cause I think a lot of people think you have to be striving to be a, a mega influencer to care about a personal brand. And that is just not how to think about it at all. It's for me, it's like it's business and it's doing business in 2022, 2023 beyond. Um, it's how we need to show up to attract more opportunities. Love. Love, love, love. I think my final question on this topic is, do you have any tips for turning a strong personal brand into sales? So let's say I've done a pretty good job of like, you know, telling my founder story and um, putting my face and video a little bit more in my business. And, you know, maybe I have a LinkedIn and all of these things that we've talked about. Um, how, what are some ways that we can actually intentionally help have that help us lead to actually making more sales? I think not being um, embarrassed about pointing back to your business is one key thing to think about. I know sometimes there can be a little bit like, I don't like selling or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah. this isn't, this isn't hard pressure sales here. This is telling a story and letting people know how they can be part of that story. It's letting people know how they can join you on your journey. It's letting people know, you know, how they can support the great work that you're doing. So I think like not being afraid to point back to that and talking about your newest product or talking about, you know, your newest offer, what you have coming up for the holidays, like 
in all of this content that you're doing and when you're, you're building your brand and talking about it, you know, don't be afraid to point back to the ways that people can support you because that's fundamentally the, the logical next step. Like, Hey, wow, I just heard about this really amazing brand. They do this, this, and this, I want to buy something from them. I want to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a great point. Okay. So transitioning into some of the questions that I get to ask all of our amazing guests on this podcast. The first one is how do you approach doing good through your small business? I believe that doing good through business one is incredibly important. I'm I'm a strong advocate for using business as a force for social good. I think my idea of what doing good means has even broadened more than when I first started out. I think when I first began, I thought, you know, if I wasn't like coaching or if I wasn't um, teaching on this very specific experience that happened in my life or this very specific area, then I, I wasn't, you know, living out the full doing good through business model. That's one way to do good, but there are so many ways to do good. So I mean, like throughout every project that I've done, I've always tried to add like a charitable partner to any of the product projects or, or products or services that we've worked on. And I think that mm-hmm. that's like one like really easy way to do so, like picking a cause that's close to you and having like this give model of some sort. But I also think there's this greater idea of like just what it means to do good in general. And it's often taken for granted, but you know, how we treat our staff, how we Mm -hmm. treat our partners, how we treat our vendors, how we treat, you know, the people that we're interacting with and looking for ways to support and uplift them too. That's been something that's been really important to me. So even as I've been growing mic drop and We've been hiring new staff. Um, I, I, one of the last stages that we do in our interview process is like a project, a take home project. It's very detailed. It's closely related to what the job's going to be. And then the person, you know, will present that to me. The candidate will present that to me in a meeting. And, you know, I'll pick like a handful of finalists to, for that opportunity. Like that takes time. That takes a lot of commitment from that person and an investment in them. And, you know, not everybody's going to get the job. It's just going to be one. So just even like sending a a thank you gift card uh, to even the people who don't get the job and just appreciating their time. That's been like one example of a way that I'm trying to just thank people and, and spread gratitude and do good, even in like, you know, everyday business aspects. So I just want to encourage you to think about doing good. Uh, There's obviously like the very obvious um, ways that are publicly expressed, but there's also ways to do things like internally um, Mm -hmm. and things that are a little bit more private that really can make a world of difference. Yeah. I love that. Every decision is an opportunity to do something that can make a positive impact. So that's, I love that. Um, What would be one small business that you admire? I'm going to shout out um, Matilda's, which is a vegan restaurant in Oshawa, Ontario. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Matilda's. She has been able to make this business thrive in a city that I thought like might not be open to this concept. And she's been doing this for some time now. But not only do they have kind of like the restaurant aspect, they now have like take take out um, containers and services, which are actually getting placed into different stores um, around the region and in Mm. the GTA. 
So she's got this like whole frozen food aspect to what she's doing. And the food, by the way, for anybody listening is absolutely delicious. She does these um, like meat replacement, um, seitan um, inspired Mm -hmm. dishes, which are so, so good. So definitely check out Matilda's. Yum. Love. We will link to that. What is a book you would recommend? One of my favorite business books is called Never Eat Alone. And it's Mm -hmm. by Keith Ferrazzi. And I love this book because networking and building your network is so important to business success. And I've never heard anybody as obsessed with the topic as Keith is. He, Keith um, uh, rose up and became the CMO of Deloitte at his Mm -hmm. highest. Um, And this guy has like 10,000 plus people in his like contacts on his phone. Like he is like a machine with connecting and remembering people's birthdays and, you know, thinking of people and sending them articles and like all this sort of stuff. So I really found this book inspiring because it gets you to think about like, how could I be better supporting, building, leveraging my network? And I think it's something that could apply to, to anyone. Amazing. I don't I don't think that's been recommended yet on the podcast. So thank you for that. Okay, Katie, I would love for you to share a little bit more about just where listeners can connect with you, maybe where they can see your LinkedIn profile, um, <laughs> where, where they can find you on the internet and get in touch if they want to learn more all the things and maybe a little bit about what you offer as well in case anyone would be a good fit. Lauren, I have a lot of pressure now on my LinkedIn page. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm about to go look it up. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it lives up to everybody's standards, but um, you can find me. (laughs) <laughs> you can find me on social at Katie Zeppieri. If you just even type Katie Z or Katie Z, um, I'm quite sure you'll find me there. Uh, I use LinkedIn and I use Instagram the most frequently. You can also find the Mic Drop Agency. It's just at the Mic Drop Agency. And we have a company page on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the places. So um, yeah, I mean, we are uh, growing and we are building. And you know, if your your business gets to a place where it's like you're you're thinking about what could be next in terms of publicity opportunities, or if you really want to hone in on building your personal brand, definitely worth uh, reaching out. And if it sounds like the right fit, we can set up a, a discovery call to chat more. Amazing. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on to Making Good. I think this has been a very interesting conversation for folks who may not have considered that personal branding even related to them. So I know you've given me a lot to think about and I'm sure the listeners as well. So thank you so much for just being so generous with your expertise and everything you've shared today. Thanks so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Holy moly. Anyone else feeling so, so, so inspired after that conversation? Be sure to go connect with Katie. You can find the links to find her online as well as everything else mentioned in this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 158. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful to have your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to Making Good. First, I'd be honored if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. Second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, you can send them the link. Today's episode can be found at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 158. And finally, I would love for you to take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden and Katie too. Katie is at Katie Zeppieri. We would love to cheer you on. 
Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.